Hi there, this is Andy Rowe, and this is the Rebel Row Podcast, episode 14. Hi there, and welcome to the podcast, where we talk to creative people, be they musicians, artists, or photographers, um, about their process, about their influences, um, but we also talk to um, those in and around them, the marketers or entrepreneurs that are building a business or helping support people build a business in and around their creativity. A quick note before we get to this episode's guest, um, I've just started a pod diary on Spotify where daily I will be sharing some music or a book recommendation or just some thoughts for the day. I'd love it if you if you subscribe to that um, and then I'll continue with these longer form conversations but daily you'll get something interesting from me. Right to this episode's guest. Angus Boyle, that's spelled A-E-N-G-U-S-B-O-Y-L-E. Um, Angus, I first made contact with uh, over LinkedIn. So he works for VaynerMedia. Um, and some of you would have heard of VaynerMedia because uh, the CEO is Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, so I first met him uh, by exchanging a few emails with him. Uh, but over lockdown, he found a love of art and got really into creating uh, art. And then he was on uh, a live stream of Gary Vee, um, talking about creating a business out of it. Uh, and then he started a podcast. So in terms of why I created this podcast, um, he seemed like the perfect guest. He's also an absolute gent, always super kind. He gave me some advice over the last year. Um, but I think you'll really enjoy his conversation with, uh, in his own words, he is a rock star. This is Angus Boyle. So this is Andy, Rebel Road Podcast, and I'm uh, talking to Angus Boyle. Have I said that right? It's Angus. Oh, this is Angus. a common, a common, yeah, there we common go. mistake. Yeah. There you go. That's a good yeah, start. Yeah. A common mistake. Yeah. Ah, so Angus it's good. It's a good start because it's actually, it's clarifying for the listeners. So, you know, now we can start <laughs> off on a new field. It's, it's A-E-N-G-U-S. There's an E in there. So some people miss it, but yeah. <laughs> Angus Boyle, who, uh, how would you describe yourself? Because uh, artist, marketer is what you put on your podcast. Is that fair? Uh, I think that's that sums it up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been a marketer by day and an artist by night currently, um, is how I would describe it probably. <laughs> yes, interesting. Because I'm only going to mention briefly the the Gary V connection, because I don't know if you get <laughs> get annoyed about that, uh-huh. that you work for VaynerMedia. But I guess there is a bit that I want to talk about in terms of just quickly how we met through LinkedIn. I think it's quite yeah. a, it's kind of a meta Gary V moment because his advice is to do stuff, isn't it? His advice to start a podcast mm-hmm. or to reach out to people and try and make connections. And now I'm talking to someone who works at VaynerMedia because of following his advice and then I saw you on Gary V uh, on tea with Gary V wasn't it when lockdown happened yeah and that's when you you first tell me if I'm wrong you first started talking about your artwork yeah yeah before that I had up until that point I was uh I've 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 always fancied myself as an entrepreneur and I've tried different business things yeah and I uh was I, at the start of this year, I, I had this like business that I'd previously set up that I was trying to restart that was like to do with helping people write CVs. Yeah. It's like an information product. Yeah. And uh, so I was, and I, I, and I turned 30 this year, I've got lined up to go on the show with Gary 
and uh, was going to go on and ask about the CV thing. And then like two weeks before I started to get really into painting and I was like sort of getting more and more into it. And I was like, actually, this is so much more fun. And I think I watched yeah. a documentary where I realized how much money people charge for paintings. And I was like, oh, this is definitely a viable career <laughs> option. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a painter now. <laughs> Interesting. Because, yeah, that's when I said like my whole podcast, my whole idea was around talking to artists, talking to musicians, talking to anyone creative, but then also yeah. knowing somewhere that I wanted to learn about marketing and I wanted to understand how, um, you know, it's kind of the whole crushing it thing, isn't it? Which is you could have a thousand true fans and create some great product and then create not a, a huge amount of money always, but enough to live on, even if that yeah. is just making your own blueberry jam or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that that kind of was where I first thought I'd love to get this guy on the podcast. Uh, and obviously you're very kind and gave me some advice around trying. Uh, when I said I wanted to get into whatever, like marketing, some advice mm -hmm. around just run some ads. I didn't send you an email and just, like, just run. Some, so I'm trying it at the moment. I'm trying to learn by just learning, which again is what this podcast is kind of. So um, how's, how has 2020 been? Because it's been a m mental year. <laughs> yeah it certainly has um yeah i mean i can't really complain too much it's been uh i, I mean i've i've discovered my love of art this year so i think it's, it's yeah. been a pretty good year for me um i've i also stopped drinking i i was very fond of drinking for many years uh and like nobody believed me that i was going to do it so i was like and I honestly I didn't really believe I was going to do it either because <laughs> I was like coming up with all sorts of caveats like maybe I'll drink once a month and I was like yeah. but then I did dry January and then I was like oh this is going pretty well I'm like not super missing it and then from there I, I mean it obviously got a lot easier come March time because nobody was allowed out of yeah. their house but um, so that's maybe that's tied to the discovery of my artistic passion but uh, <laughs> and did you get yeah, into anything else? Was it just art that came up in March, April? Oh, Did yeah. you start gardening or anything? Or no, art's <laughs> definitely the big one. Like honestly, like any of the disposable income that I've previously wasted on uh, alcohol, I have just spent on paint and canvases. <laughs> it's been a, uh, it's been pretty all, uh, all encompassing. Or and was it? Have you always been creative in that way, or was it just really new? So, so going back, if you were to tell your overall starting story has there always been creativity from growing up i think the earliest form of creativity for me definitely was music yeah um so when i was like about 11 maybe i bought my first guitar yeah and uh took guitar lessons and then you know played guitar for years then when i was like 14 or 15 was in my first band and then from then until the age of like maybe about maybe like 20 or 21, 22, that sort of period in my life, I was pretty much always in a band. So what, sort of, what really... sort of music do you play? I'm such a, I'm such a music lover and music. Nice. Like <laughs> rock, like bluesy rock, I guess. Yeah. That was like my influence anyway. Then there was like the most, the most, the, the band that got the furthest was more, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like maybe like new wave inspired, that sort yeah. of stuff. But with also my bluesy rock influences, it was a bit of a hodgepodge. Um, but I definitely, I so when I was younger, I 
fancied myself. I mean, I still fancy myself as a bit of a rock star. I still kind of think I am a rock star in my own mind. <laughs> uh, but like, I used to fully think I was going to be a rock star. Um, uh, so that was the what first rock star, one. What, what rock star did you want to be? Who was on your wall? Slash, I think. Slash. <laughs> Slash, because he was the best guitar player. He was like my by far my favorite guitar player. And he's like, he's fucking rock and roll. And he's done yeah. some gnarly shit, but he survived it all. And now he's just like still going strong. Yeah, I love a bit of Slash. Motley Crue. He's a, oh, yeah, also. <laughs> oh, I, I've watched that movie on Netflix so many times. The the dirt. <laughs> I don't know how these guys are still alive. But oh, yeah, God, so, I don't know. Yeah, the Nicky, uh, Nicky Six, and I shared recently his book. Um, I don't know if you've seen his art book. Oh, I did see the book, came in. Yeah, it's quite a few years ago now, but it's so good. Um, this is going to hurt. Nice. It's following his photography, etc. So you were into music. Uh, into music then maybe around like 21 22 I did one one big painting and really liked it but then sort of never really thought about that again then like two or three years later I did another one big painting and really enjoyed it again and like really liked it I think I still have that one in my bedroom at home in my parents house um and then then I don't know when it was one of my friends a guy who was is from new york but he was in london for a couple of years um and we painted we bought we both i can't remember where it came from we both just on a whim bought some canvases i think and then we painted and then from there i sort of did one or two and then like didn't for a couple of months then did another one and then i think it was around the time that lockdown sort of happened um that then i sort of just i don't know something clicked in my brain and I went into a different overdrive gear and then I I've just been going ham since March. Yeah. <laughs> and was was there artists who influenced you growing up? Was were you really were you into art at all in terms of going to galleries or or was it Banksy or just anything art art wise? Big like always a big definitely was a big fan of Banksy. I really like his stuff. But I think I was I, I used to like going to museums and I used to like looking at paintings. I yeah. really didn't like the having to read half a page about <laughs> what I'm supposed to feel when I look at this blue square. I yeah. thought that side of it, I struggled to wrap my head around. And I honestly, I think that it, to become more commercially successful, I think I'll probably need to wrap my head around it a bit more yeah. than I currently have. Um, but that side of it didn't appeal to me. But I always liked like looking at paintings. Yeah. But then since I've started painting, I've gotten a new appreciation for a few people like Basquiat is the obvious number one. He's just a freak in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did art uh, A level, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. But then, yeah, I got bogged down when you have to do history of art, and everyone mm-hmm. tells you how you should or shouldn't paint, and that felt kind of odd. In a yeah. similar sort of way to sometimes with being around the book world. I know people who are in the book world, and it's quite weird and i'd love to talk to you a bit about what it's like trying to be an artist or like saying you're an artist and then what kind of like what is that whole scene like um really interesting so <clears throat> sorry excuse me no worries i like the other day on your podcast you said you don't worry about things going wrong when you're talking <laughs> i think it was your first one you're just like yeah. oh, that's all right if you get up and go to the toilet it doesn't really matter does it <laughs> it's kind yeah, of exactly uh, it's kind of authentic um <laughs> exactly <laughs> And uh, the other the other kind of thing I always ask people about in terms of creativity and what influenced them is books. Did books ever come into it? Did... 
Yeah, books massively when I was younger. Uh, like my parents instilled in me a love of reading when I was a kid that I yeah. managed to unlearn at some point when I when I once I had a phone that I could just stare at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like for for years and years, I would read like every night before going to sleep. Like read a lot of books. Um, and yeah, like oh, I just I, yeah, I really loved reading. I lost that love somewhere along the way. Now. I still sometimes read. I've been better at reading a bit this year, but it's more, more like self-helpy reading than yeah. sort of fiction. The style, the style, yeah, I, I'm almost completely non-fiction now. I used to be fiction a lot in the last two, three, four years. It's Seth Godin and all those those sort of cats. The kind of like I've been I've been on the I've been on a few of the old like real old books. Because I, I feel like the one, those ones that have passed like last of the test of time are like they're like yeah. the OG Seth Godin's. One of the, the one I'm reading at the moment is Think and Grow Rich. I don't know if you've heard of oh, it. Oh, then Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving that. Isn't it? I have looked at it so many times, been a bookseller, and think that's been in print for like 70 years or something. It's probably something yeah, decent exactly. to it. <laughs> and so what what uh would you say influences your creativity and your painting? That's a, yeah, this is, this is one of the questions I'm not good at answering. Like, uh, when I, when, uh, I'll answer it in a roundabout way. When I used to play guitar, um, like a lot of the people I would be in bands with or like, you know, know on the scene, quote unquote, yeah. they all would like write a song and like they, they'd write a guitar solo and they would know every note of the guitar solo they wrote. And that would yeah. be the song. When I was like, at this point in the song, I do a guitar solo. It was a different guitar solo every day because yeah. I just I I love improvising and just seeing what happens. Yeah. And so that's very much the nature of my painting as well. Is like I just start, and then if I like don't like something, I paint over it. And it's just sort of very much reacting to like what I'm seeing and just running on instinct, sort of. I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. It's really interesting. When I learned to play guitar, I was in the band. But once I could mm -hmm. play like eight chords, I wanted to write my own songs. I've always been that kind of, <laughs> it's probably a similar yeah. sort of thing. And I had this great yeah. plan in my head that, oh, we could have an, an electric acoustic band and then a full live band and release a double album like Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. It's like, we haven't recorded <laughs> a demo yet. <laughs> got, to, <laughs> got to think, think big. And that have, that have there been challenges around um, be, be saying you're an artist or like did you feel any sort of imposter syndrome to be an i'm an artist in the market i'm an artist because that kind of self-doubt or anything come into any into it anyway or do you not really think about any sort of things um probably probably a bit i think like I, and probably i'm still it's like a spectrum of a journey that i'm still on i'd say um i think i yeah as it's i think probably a bit yes but i sort of powered through that with bravado and yeah. just sort of making so yeah when i started i sort of it was almost like almost making a joke out of it whereas yeah. now that it's going on longer i'm like sort of it's becoming it's becoming more serious um but yeah so i th i think i think a bit maybe or like at the same time like i think i think what really sort of like 
uh, what am I trying to say? What like reduced any sense of imposter syndrome was like looking at the art world. And I think it is <laughs> a lot of it. It's just a game of like who has like uh, bigger balls, I guess. That's, yeah. I don't want to say something gendered. I was trying to think of something not gendered <laughs> to say, but for want of a better expression that is uh, that's not. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like like some of the stuff that's that people sell that see is like great art like that banana duct taped to a wall like (laughs) it's just if you can say it with enough confidence people will fucking believe it (laughs) yeah it does feel a bit like that um i was talking to a guy in bristol who did a similar sort of thing my last podcast was was with an artist he was really interesting because he he was just about Mm. creativity and he was a chef and then he decided to do art (laughs) and then he sold some paintings and stuff but he said he found it hard to fit into the crowd of people who were at the galleries and stuff because he just wasn't that person although his paintings would sell and they were his own style um yeah because you were saying something interesting the other day on one of your podcasts about um the mix between marketing and art and how mm-hmm. you come at you you almost came at from marketing first and art second yeah how, do, how does that go how does that go down in certain circles is is there a fear of the word marketing do you feel uh, um so i i guess i because uh, probably the nature of becoming an artist during lockdown is uh there hasn't really been any galleries or anything to yeah to hang out in so i haven't really been exposed to much of that scene because i obviously wasn't really wasn't something i was seeking out before um so yeah i don't know but i think I, I think in in places like that, I think there's no shame around marketing because that's the places where the commercially successful yeah, yeah. artists are. And I think they're the ones who are probably the best at marketing, the ones who realize yeah. that's a necessary thing. I think it's like the, I don't know, the long tail of, of artists are are the ones who aren't necessarily successful. but And that probably is the vast majority of artists. And I think that's driven from some... I think a lot of creative people can be sort of introverted or like not yeah. have a fear of putting themselves out there sort of thing. Um, so I think it's probably not in those gallery circles because I think they get the game. Um, though they might talk about it in terms that are slightly more pretentious sounding than, than just calling it marketing. But they, you <laughs> know, what, I think it's going to ask you, do you think it's some almost like a word thing, you know, like um, personal brand could be described as reputation is it one yeah. of those things where it's a similar conversation I had with Des from Music Marketing. And he said a lot of bands get very, uh, like, slightly worried when they get hear the word because they're, it's their real thing. It's their artistic yeah. it's talent. It's not something, it's not product, man. It's not a product. <laughs> but if you, re, if you rename it as something, and all of a sudden it's where it's your reputation and it's building a following. Yeah, exactly. With, with, with your fans. Um, uh, have you ever read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? I have not. I've heard of it though. I've heard it a few times. It's a good Would one. Would you recommend it? Yeah. Highly recommend it. You could probably read it I'll in a day. It oh, okay. Uh, it's just a lot. It's about, um, yeah, it's, it's about the resistance and getting past resistance and about when you call yourself a professional or not. And the difference between professional and someone who's not professional is someone just does the work. <laughs> this is the whole <laughs> thing about how it kind of builds up against you. Um, and so do you, to touch on the marketing bit again quickly, do you think that's helped you over the last six months of your art journey that you that you have a background in marketing? 
Yeah, I think I think definitely definitely hasn't hurt. I don't think. I think like partially some of the stuff I learned from failed attempted entrepreneurial ventures definitely that stuff helped because the when I went on that tea with Gary V thing, I the I was supposed to go on on I think it was a Friday and it was my birthday. And it was the day I turned 30 and I was supposed to be on my birthday and like told a few people, put on a shirt, sat there. And I was like <laughs> dialed into the Zoom call and I was like two people behind in the queue and it was getting to the point. And then there was this woman on and she was like, she was like, it was going on for a while. And then yeah. it was going on for a while. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be on. And then it just kept going, kept going. And she went from like 200 to 1200 followers in the course of this call with Gary and I was like, oh, fuck, this is like legit. I need to like, I'm just coming on here asking a question. So I was like, okay, I'm going to build a website. So, so, so I did, I ended up not being on on my birthday. Right. Was had the weekend and then I was on on Monday and I was like, I'm just going to build a website. So because I'd done that a few times before, I was able to sort of do it quickly and throw yeah. it together to, to a certain extent. Um, so if you go on my website now, it's pretty much the same website I built over that weekend. So I need to do a bit more upkeep, I think, soon. <laughs> but um, but so I, but so like because of that skill, I was able to then set it up and have a website live. And then when I went on, I sold a couple. Yeah. So had I had I been on on my birthday, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. But I think that stuff definitely helped. I think. I think the understanding of marketing doesn't hurt. I think I probably. I probably am not doing well no yeah I think it definitely does actually help I'll be real <laughs> and is it how, how are you balancing the day job with the night job <laughs> is that tiring uh, um uh, I mean it's just all the time that I was wasting being drunk <laughs> um like uh or the and the days I was wasting being hung over as well uh so i probably have as much free time if i just reel those those uh moments out <laughs> excellent so um and then the next the next movie you, you made was towards the podcast so what made you want to have a podcast i think that probably was the the marketer in me was like I think it was partially partially as a marketing move because I think it's a good marketing move. I think it's a channel that's like in its infancy and I think it's still yeah. I think it's I think it's in a in a phase now still even though there's like um there's been like a a few phases where it's gone like it's been super easy to grow but it, and I think it's still there's like versus what it's going to be like in 10 or 20 years time. Yeah. I think it's so, so new. And so I think there's more attention there than there is options. Yeah. So I think because of that. And then the other thing is that I sort of, when I started getting into the art, I um, I was looking for, for information and like tips and that sort of stuff. And honestly, didn't really enjoy that much of the stuff that I found. So I was like, oh, yeah. I think like, you know, they say scratch your own itch or whatever. It kind of was was rooted in that as well. In like, I 
I'm not finding enough advice. And so, so now I, it's also as well as like being a marketing tool, I, I get all the advice that I'm discussing yeah. with the people on the podcast. <laughs> so it's like, I'm getting all this great advice, even if nothing else than that, it's like, it's super valuable for that. <laughs> and what's some of the be- what are some of the, the, key, the key bits of advice you feel you've picked up over, over doing the podcast? um the definite most consistent i'd say two two very consistent things that have really stood out to me um is the importance of having like a clear clear vision so like not just sort of vaguely i want this sort of thing like being super clear on what you're aiming to achieve what's the end outcome what does that look like how like how does it feel like being super clear in your mind on what the end outcome is um, and then working hard for a ridiculous, like persistently for a very long time, yeah. like much longer than you think, much longer than like where most people would would keep going. Like it's like very long, persistent hard work towards a clear vision. I would say is the real common thread that I've had. I'm trying to think if there's any other. Any where, other where do you where do you you or the people you've interviewed come down on this? This kind of obsession with followers and likes so followers seems to come up quite a lot how many followers do you have um if you, if you go back to kevin kelly he talks about the thousand true fans which is it's well yeah. it doesn't matter how many followers you've got it matters if they care where yeah. do you where do you sit on that oh i think yeah if the only thing followers is important for really is like is pure vanity yeah like it, it's like and I think I I was talking to someone on one of the episodes of, my, of the podcast where he I think he had like something like five say five thousand subscribers but they were super engaged really yeah. like really loyal followers and he had a friend who made prank videos who had like six hundred k followers um and like the 600k follower couldn't monetize couldn't couldn't do anything really yeah. with the audience and he could make like like thousands a month through this 5000 person audience yeah you know? so i think it's definitely a, a vanity metric <laughs> it's hard to do you, it, i sometimes find it's hard to avoid but i think that's the thing of turning 40 i'm 41 now um <laughs> i don't care anymore i think that's the biggest change for me being quite an introverted person who kind of always had ideas and never pushed themselves to yeah so you just go well i'm just going to put it out there and start i think that's yeah. the biggest thing a big thing for me so what have you what have you learned from doing a podcast <laughs> uh well i've learned how to put out a podcast that's been a, <laughs> a strong lesson um i th- like it's another one where i like sort of past life skills have come in handy because i know we were yeah. talking about the audio editing and stuff and i had because I've been into music and everything have had like learned the basics of garage band. And so yeah, I was able to pretty easily slot into that stuff. Um yeah, there's been a few headaches. The setup was a bit like stressful at times trying to figure out like, you know, the well, I don't know, all the setup stuff, but we we got there in the end. I and then I think it's just all the all the things I'm learning from from yeah. the guests. It's like that's the real the real lessons in there, I think. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I've only done like 12 episodes or something and then just meeting people and just talking to people is just like, I think I've yeah. found something that I love that I just want to practice and get better at and better at. Um, 
how how do you prep for an episode how do you prep for an interview do you prep uh, for an interview it's really i do i do uh i have well like for the first one i i just i just have like a4 printer paper and just write out the questions in like the rough order of, of yeah. what the conversation's going to be and then from that first one i've sort of I have all the old ones and I just sort of pull them out when I'm about to do a new one and flick through them and look at the questions and then yeah, sort yeah. of like it's it sort of goes like I have like four or five pretty sort of standard intro questions and then it gets into like specifics about the person and then a few questions that are sort of pretty standard at the end yeah it feels like a skill that's learning so I do the same and I have like a rough you want to almost tell a story <laughs> Yeah. Tell a story and then work out how you're going to make it um, valuable to someone listening and then yeah. also try and find a way to make it seem natural. So it's been a quick, it's quite an interesting skill to learn, I'd say. I think, I think yeah. For my past skill would be the fact that I used to do like performance reviews and <laughs> I used to get bored by all the normal stuff and then end up wanting to talk about the Wild Hearts or, or whatever, my favorite band or, or, or yeah. just see where that person will take you because if you listen to some of the masters they're very good at that the joe rogans of this world will just take you off in a different direction and just let the person talk or sometimes be yeah. well i guess sometimes it's just five hours of him getting drunk with his mates isn't it is that what, <laughs> yeah. is that what you get <laughs> or when, you, <laughs> when you've got when you've got 300 uh, million downloads or, or whatever it was um yeah and ha so, have, so have you got plans to 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 really market how are you marketing your podcast that's something i'm still sort of figuring out so at the moment it's just like uh i'm just marketing it through my own instagram and through my own linkedin a, a bit um the, what i've heard and i haven't really done much into although i'm here doing this so actually this yeah. is a good this is a good example is i think i've heard the guest casting is the best way to grow a podcast fan base apparently because what is sorry you cut out a bit there guest podcasting oh, right, so okay. being a guest on other people's podcasts because that way you're speaking to people who are already podcast listeners yeah and so whereas that they're, they're more likely to to then go on and and listen to it basically apparently um so i've been considering trying to do like outreach stuff for for that but i haven't really done any of that so <laughs> and how how would you go about getting your guests do you have a, a plan or just dm them grind the dm <laughs> yeah grind the dms is definitely the the plan like um pretty much yeah i've like that's yeah basically it like just send it and then some of them apply i don't think he's gonna be on because i think i got pied by his publicist but I got a response from the founder of Netflix to a DM being like sounding vaguely interested in coming on. So that would have been sick. That one's not probably going to happen. Maybe it will. We'll still see. But um, been by like the long. Um, he's like a funk guitarist. He he responded to me. There's been a few people who have been like, I've been like, geez, I can't believe this person even saw this like the fact that they're yeah. even seeing the message it's to me is like whoa and just makes me realize how much opportunity there is in that game sort of yeah i think it's it's definitely interesting um i don't think i've asked anyone near enough people but the people you ask actually you're really surprised who does respond respond 
yeah. uh, says yes or or just responds, responds no. But they tend to be the people who've got somewhere and they've never forgotten the fact of what it. I mean, like last year, yeah. I asked a load of musicians some questions and like people, they people go back to you like Frank Turner, he replied to you, but some band got <laughs> one EP out, it's like, no. <laughs> but you get some, <laughs> yeah, some big yeah. musician will be like, well, I, I never forget where I came from. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting that, that kind of thing. So where, where do you want to go next, Ingus? Up. With your, with your art. <laughs> so is, is art the main thing? Would you like to see that be the day job? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's my that's my goal is to and and that maybe the podcast. Um, yeah. uh between the two of those I would love eventually to turn that into something that can can be enough money. My also I've got cuz I'm cuz I've heard all the importance of having like a clear vision and everything. Yeah. I'm um my aspiration is to have yeah, be a full-time painter showing like having like gallery shows and stuff um podcast be successful have a house in the west coast of ireland beside the sea because you can get like a big house there for much cheaper than you can in london then maybe also have an apartment in london so i can like buy locate between the two places that's that's my life vision Uh, vision? (laughs) give me a few years (laughs) i think so my vision is clear and not clear but i think that's always been my problem which is I had I created this whole rebel row thing just because mm-hmm. I just wrote it down a bit of paper one day because it's like I want something that isn't me. I'll just call it that. But I was like, I, I one day want to release albums. I want to nice <laughs> publish books. I want to have a podcast. I've done retail for twenty years. How do you move into it? When I first messaged you, it was about learning where does this all go next, um, mm-hmm. which is really interesting when you talk about uh, say Spotify and podcasting. Um, and where these all these platforms go next? If you do, you have any thoughts on that? In terms of, it feels like everyone's merging together, and all of a sudden you have YouTube, which then Google Music is going to be part of YouTube, or you, you can't have Google Play Music anymore. It's going to be YouTube, and then you'll be able to. They all have these different social platforms on top, um, and then they're matching to retail. It does feel like you can end up with like six or eight big players in this huge world of like music, video, audio. Or something like that yeah um i definitely think that's the way things seem to be going i heard an interesting um an interesting take from gary v uh, i think today i watched a video which was talking about how like facebook say needs to start selling products because that's the sort of piece of their stack that's missing or Amazon needs to get like a functioning social platform. Yeah, if, yeah. if one of them gets two of those merged, then it's just game over almost like, so yeah, I think it's going to be a lot more. I, it's just like, I think it's just like, and this is the problem with the world. Like the corporations of that size have too much money, too much scale and too much data to then understand the customers better target the customers better, all of that stuff very hard for people coming in obviously i mean very possible if you look at tiktok that's something that if you make something good enough then it can steal some more of that market share and obviously that will yeah. continue to be the case but i think it will be it, it will be very large companies with a new unicorn every five years that adds into the mix but it will just stay within and then there'll be some that sort of lose dominance over time and and but yeah i think it will stay being being these big large corporations for the most part probably and do you think there's 
because part of me still feels like there's still say podcasting is very kind of you can get anchor on your phone whatever whoever else you record you can make a podcast and get it out there for nothing and there does feel like at the same time as big meta businesses it feels like there's so much ability for everyone to kind of create yeah and i think those that's that's one of the upsides i think very big upsides of of those large platforms is that they that they do that is one part that they do sort of democratize so they're all they're the ones making all the money from the advertising and stuff but it's very very possible for any individual or business to to get in on the action sort of and to make their own yeah. money through those places too or to make their own content and build their own brands their own followings audiences whatever um for sure so definitely it'd be interesting for artists musicians if you're a band you can see the difference from those who take their marketing or their their journey seriously versus those who don't it's really interesting to see um so yeah i was hoping there's anything else um to ask you <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything, anything on your mind generally at the moment? Hmm. Uh, my mind at the moment is just uh, thinking about next year, I guess. Sort of next year, hoping it's a nice towards year. The year. Hoping it's a nice year. Setting, thinking, thinking about setting goals for next year, that sort of thing. But then also, I guess. I might try try sling a few more paintings before the year is out. Christmas is the season <laughs> and all that jazz, you know. Um, so yeah, so uh, you mentioned it there. Uh, do you do you set goals? Do you write goals down? Are you that organised? Yeah, I think I've always sort of written goals and things down to varying extents and stuck to them to varying extents. So like. I've, I very often try things like 10 times and fail and then the 11th time will succeed at it sort of thing um, so to a varying degree but this year with one of my friends um, we both sort of started the year and set out some goals and had a went for breakfast together and, and ran through our goals and then sort of did like a met monthly to sort of check in on those things um, obviously sort of derailed by corona but i think we did a few few digital ones maybe as well um but so that was really useful especially having someone someone else to sort of bounce things off and to know oh shit i have to i better do something because i'm going to see him in a week for breakfast and i better have something to say for myself sort of thing and um, so yeah i definitely think and i think the more like even interviewing all these people on the podcast the more i'm hearing how important those things are in terms of like clarity and, and knowing what you're aiming for and everything i think yeah definitely moving towards more goals if anything and uh you, you have you got a load of uh, guests lined up for your podcast i do not um i've got a couple who've said yes but who, who are uh have sort of fallen by the wayside who i need to follow up with yeah um but i've got i've got the next I'm trying to do weekly episodes on a Wednesday and I've got the next four. Hold on. What episode's coming out? Oh, tomorrow is... Shit, it is tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's episode six coming out, I think. And I've got up to episode nine recorded. So I need yeah, to find some cool. more guests, but I've got that's a few clever. weeks. <laughs> yes, I did that. I did that when I had a holiday. 
uh, after lockdown, I had a holiday and I recorded four interviews and it was like, oh yeah, this is easy now. And then you get to you're like, oh no, no, it's only one week. And then I dropped out again yeah. <laughs> for a bit. So it's just, I just need to get more consistent, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Excellent. So uh, where can people find you? Where can people buy your artwork? Where can people interact with yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I guess my Instagram is probably the place to go uh, at Angus Boyle, A-E-N. Don't forget the E, A-E-N-G-U-S, Boyle. Um, and then there's like a link there to everything else. So you can find the podcast there in the artbyangus.com. Um, and that's about it, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's great to finally meet you. My pleasure. You. Thanks for having, having me. Exchanging yeah. emails for the last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So thanks a lot then, man. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. So thanks again to Angus there. Um, as he said at the end of the conversation, find him on Instagram. Go to artbyengus.com and buy some artwork uh, to sponsor him to create his podcast. Um, but yeah, what, what a great guy. Um, so that is it for this uh, episode. Just would like to say again, can you subscribe to this on Spotify? That'd be awesome. Um, but until next time, take care.